Next up, we've got Jim Rome, host of The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back to Office Hours. And this show is full of Hall of Famers. And this guy's in the Radio Hall of Fame, TV Hall of Fame. He's an amazing content provider through a long period of technological advances. Jim Rome, needless to say, uh, a hero of mine, someone who I still watch to figure out what the heck I'm doing. Welcome to Office Hours, my friend. My man, David, how you doing? That What a great looking set. You are not playing, my friend. That is a tight, tight look. It is so good to see you and hear your voice. Yeah, it's great to have you. And everybody knows the Jim Rome Show and the Reinvention Project. But I want to start out because you and I have been in the game a long time. Uh, me outside of bringing you guests originally when I was running Lee Steinberg, you know, just feeding guests to people. And if somebody would have told me someday I'd actually have a studio like this and TV shows and radio and podcast. Um, but in the end, I think good content wins. And, you know, there may be 2 million podcasts out there. Most of them don't last past 10 episodes. But real good content lasts. And you have great ideas, great guests, and great content. When did you realize that, you know, all the games, the brands, the marketing, and the mediums that have changed from newspaper to radio to black and white TV, color TV, to God knows how many channels and podcasts we have today. When did you realize the importance of you and your content to your success? I mean, I learned early on, David, content is king. Content absolutely is king. But what's so dynamic about the thing and what's changed so much about it, like to your point, there are so many people that have a podcast. Like if you've got one of these, you've got a show now. When I broke into the business, it was the most amazing thing. Like I got my big break in December of 1990. When I first got in, there was one sports talk radio station in the entire country, and that was WFAN. So you can imagine the changes that have taken place since then. But I always understood content was king. And it was really incumbent upon me to come up with a format and a program that was going to be compelling that would give people a reason to tune in every single day. You know, it's the way people get their content and consume their content right now is so different. But back in the day, it was static. Like you would see something at night and I want people to think, oh man, I have to hear what Rome is going to say the next day. And then they would have to wait until I was on the air the next day. But that's not the way it is anymore, of course. Time does not wait for anybody and you've got to be on top of it and you've got to find a way to keep reinventing and keep pushing it out there and take advantage of the opportunity. So the landscape is changing so dramatically and I'm just doing my very best to change with it. So you're talking about yeah, keeping in front of the wave. Yeah, and I mean, you, you started out in, what, 89 uh, as a traffic reporter up in Santa Barbara. And where we're at today, I mean, you have, you have surfed that wave amazingly well. And I'm going to use the, you know, the word wave you know, as a placeholder for context here. How have you managed to kind of keep in front of the, you know, what's, what's coming? Because you, you never seem to be behind the curve on this. And I've been following your career for years. You, you, you have great content, but you, have, you, you land it in a way that makes a difference. I, I really appreciate you saying that. That's very nice. And, and listen, the fact of the matter is I'm still trying to figure it out. I really am still trying to figure it out, hence the reinvention project. But I will tell you this, the one thing that I always understood, I, I understood what I was good at, I understood what I was not good at, but most of all, what I understood was you have to respect the process. And no matter how good you are on any given day, you go back to zero and you start over again the next day and you respect the opportunity. You know, with that microphone or that camera or that platform, whatever it might be, comes great responsibility. 
do not disrespect the process. And the one thing I thought about early on was, all right, you're really not that unique. You're not that different. What is going to be your separation? I'm going to come at this thing every day as hard as I possibly can. Never give in. Be moral. Be ethical and do it the right way. But I'm going to be very cognizant of going hard every day. So I think that's why 30 years into it, I'm still into it because I love the grind. I think one of the most amazing things, Jim, is about being on radio and TV as long as you have. And now you have your podcast. I'm curious what you like about the podcast versus TV or radio. Is it that you have more freedom to go off on different topics? I would just love to hear your take on it and how you're enjoying that part of it. The answer is yes, yes. And I love the podcast because, okay, I've got a number of podcasts, right? So I've got a podcast that revolves around my radio program. I've got the Jim Rome podcast, which is a long form sports podcast once a week. And then the one David mentioned, which I think is really pertinent to what we're talking about here, the reinvention project, which is really unique because when I, when I dropped this podcast about 40 episodes ago, people were like, huh, what, what are you doing? And what I'm doing is, having a midlife crisis. That's what I'm doing. You know, I just didn't think that'd be a very good name for a podcast. But what I did understand was at this age, and as long as I've been in the game right now, I did not want to fade out. And I'm looking around me and I'm seeing my friends and they're kind of losing steam and they're losing energy. And I'm not here to judge in any way, but I'm not looking for an off ramp. Like one of the highlights of my career was when I went into the radio hall of fame and my staff is there, my family is there, my friends are there, my mother is there, and it, my kids were there. And it was such an amazing night, but no sooner than it ended, people were saying things to me like, all right, now what? You good, you done, you going to the beach? I'm like, now what? I'm gonna get my ass on an airplane and come back to California and go to work the next day. What do you mean, now what? And then it just dawned on me, all right, now what? That's a really good question, now what? What am I going to do if I wanna keep doing this to evolve, to change, to get better. I can't keep doing the same things I've always done. And frankly, if I take a hard look in the mirror and I do a self-audit, I've been doing the same things a long time and I'm not gonna get better and improve. So hence the reinvention project, You know, not to talk too much about it, but I just, I'm trying to figure out, is there a way for my next 25 years to be my best 25 years? Is my best work personally and professionally ahead of me and not behind me? This is my mission. This is what's getting me out of bed. And this has me really excited. In terms of the podcast, I mean, yeah, I, you need to know your room. All right, so I do a show on radio. I do a show on TV. And then on the podcast, if I want to get loose and drop a four-letter bomb or really do some things that I could never do in the daytime working for CBS, I will do that. And that's fun, too. So all of the different platforms and rooms are different, and I love them all. You know, and I think it's the art of conversation. Like, I'm listening to you speak. You're not even in the studio with us, and it feels like you're right here with us. And that's really hard to do. It's hard to think on your feet, to, you know, to have improvisation. So I'd love to know, throughout all of these years, what do you think is the key factor to that? The key factor is the best interviews are not interviews at all. They are conversations. We're not looking to interview each other. We are looking to have conversations. And the best conversations are with people who are listening. They're not, you know, they don't have a page of questions. Certainly I have questions and research and directions I want to go. But most of all, I think the reason it still works for me, I am really curious and I'm really excited by the people who want to be on the program and talk to me. And this is why I'm doing this reinvention project because I want to meet like, like David. I, I do this because now I have access to people that I normally would not have access to. And now I have access to ideas which I normally would not have. But the reason it may seem like I'm doing pretty well at this right now as we're talking 
I understand. We don't want that linear question, answer. I ask, you answer. I go down to my page. We need to have conversations. The best interviews are, in fact, conversations. How important, when we're talking to young people, whatever they want to do, not just in podcasting or radio or TV, look at some of the guys that we know in the sports business, that consistency of every day, of, of not just doing it every day, but like waking up at four in the morning excited after 20 some years of doing it, Jim. And I, I know you're like this because I am and Ed and all of us. It's like, yes, this is awesome. And I get to do this and learn. I'm like a Napoleon Hill of digital arts. Uh, for you, how important do you think that consistency of seven days a week and may not always be weighted the same way, but it's seven days a week for the rest of your life? Yeah. It's everything. It's absolutely everything. I mean, if we only commit and only work when we feel good or we, we feel like it, it's not going to work that way, right? You show up every single day, and this is not an original thought, but we have to do our best work when we feel our worst. If we only show up when we feel great, then we're not going to get too far in life, are we? You've got to find a way to do it when you don't want to do it. I think everybody at this table right now understands this, right? The people who are successful are the people who can consistently get themselves to do things they don't want to do. I mean, that, that inherently will give you an edge. I'll tell you one thing that terrifies me, and I, I have to be honest about this, the clock. I cannot believe how fast the clock is spinning. I just, I can't believe that I look up and, wait, where did those 10 years go? I want to make sure that I plant my feet, and I understand this going forward, that we are all lucky, we are above ground, let's take advantage of every single day and not waste anything at all. So that's why I'm happy to wake up and hit this thing hard every single day. And no day, no two days are the same. So it's exciting, it's interesting. I know we launched this studio with Michael Phelps, who after he won his eighth gold medal of the one Olympics, was back in the pool in the next morning. It's incredible, that's Jim Rome but on the airwaves, not the pool waves. Thank you, Jim. You are a legend, but more importantly, you're now a friend of mine, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much.